0: From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, August 30th, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, on the ones and twos, our lessiest brother, Chandler Strength. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. In Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And just on the road, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs.
1: Good morning, gents.
0: Recording from your home today, which is not the office you've had at the church, which is right. now moving to your awesome new office. Yes. Very next time, time we record
1: i think you'll see me there i think that oh, it'll really? be from the new office we move on tuesday right after wow. labor day
0: very exciting times uh, tuesday here in florida
2: we will be without power sitting through a hurricane so the whole just...
1: state oh without the hurricane i was like did they tell you it,
2: that it's headed like right for you guys right now are yeah, you yeah, not you're you're leaving like
1: camera?
3: So you're the bullseye
0: yeah no why would we leave go where to georgia no thanks Oh. We're good. <laughs> hey, you Hey know, George is ignoring. Great. I go out there orders, hey, Cameron, right? What's
2: this What's this hurricane This particular hurricane's name Doria or
0: Dorian or something like that? I think Dorian, yeah. Dorian. Dorian. That one... <laughs> Interesting one. Yeah, see,
2: like, when when the... the Hurricane's name is something like Carol, or Hurricane, like, Susan, or Hurricane, like, Rick, they don't really strike much fear in my heart. Dorian. Right. Dorian, Dorian sounds like a stalker or something very terrifying. I would, I would heed no, the warning... No, I totally
1: disagree. I feel like Dorian wears gloves. Like wears gloves casually what? at parties. You know, hey, Are you serious? Annie, you know He's who like also a... wears
2: gloves? Assassins. People that challenge <laughs> people, so people right that challenge you to a, Yeah, people who There's challenge gloves? you to a duel by slowly removing one of the gloves finger <laughs> by yeah, yeah, finger. Yeah, yeah, that's who I feel you. like Dorian
1: is. They, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I don't want to tango with Dorian. He slaps people across the no face way. with gloves.
4: I mean If sure. you're watching
3: a horror movie and a little kid shows up named Dorian, you're like, That kid's gonna kill somebody. Yeah, <laughs> hey, kill
1: somebody. <laughs> 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 yeah I'm certainly not downplaying the hurricane. I just think that name doesn't it doesn't invoke tier, uh, fear. It makes me feel like I'm gonna hear a harpsichord play in the background.
3: <laughs> so you're in your mind, Dorian is like maybe a butler for
0: an yeah, yeah, old yeah. timey, Dorian's like, like 1890s, like yeah, yeah for sure, like a for Downton sure. Abbey situation. Yes, 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 yes. Like your precisely. strategy and how to prepare for a hurricane is determined based on the scariness of the name of said hurricane. If uh, it
2: sounds like a weak hurricane. Bring that's, it on. Yeah, that's right. Why. But if like it I wouldn't tango, tango with a hurricane named Hank because anyone Titus. named Hank yeah. is tough. Like guys named Hank have been in like bar scuffles and things like that. Stay away yeah. from Hurricane Hanks, you know, her and Hurricane <laughs> Titus. <so laughs> yeah, hurricane, for sure. Yeah.
1: Hank is a tr- Hank's a troublemaker.
2: Yeah. 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 Hank yeah. was no, Hank was born into trouble with that name. If you're a uh-huh, Hank, uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. You Hank's always the bully. He's always the guy that you know. He got kicked off the football team. That's Hank. You know Tango with Hank. Right. You know, right.
3: there is isn't there a study like a, wasn't it statistically proven that people are more likely to to flee. Uh hurricanes with male names than female names regardless of the rating that they get. I think <gasps> I've seen oh, this. Wow. Really? I think I've seen this. But I, I'm doing the thing where I, I don't like to do where it's like, I think I read somewhere, but I think I could find it. I'll I'll come back. Return to me shortly. I'll see okay. if I can find <laughs> <Yeah>. it.
0: <laughs> so so this is real talk though. Uh Florida hurricanes, yeah, whatever. I mean we uh, this, it just rains they, a lot. They, they happened. They happened. We're we're inland here in central Florida. You know, maybe some trees will go down, take out power for a day or two, but it's it's no big deal. We're okay. Don't worry about us. We're fine. The coastal cities are the ones that get pounded. We're 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 uh, sure. inland. We're okay. Um, You'll just get
1: a lot, a lot of rain and no electricity, and you just have to like have your snacks ready.
0: Yeah. Well, so my old neighborhood where I lived, when hurricanes would come, parts of the city would lose power. I never once lost power. I just sat there and watched Netflix all night. And it was because the neighborhood I was in had buried power lines. And so like there was nothing to knock out, you know, so we were yeah. fine. Of
1: course. Why didn't and everybody in Florida bury their power e- lines?
0: Exactly. And so the neighborhood I'm in now, though, is an older neighborhood. And, and sure enough, there's power lines and big old trees. And I'm expecting that we'll lose power, at least for part of it. But So here's the real real talk. Monday, normally we record Tuesday's episode on Monday. Monday's Labor Day. So we're not recording. We're going to record on Tuesday morning.
4: Oh, Tuesday morning.
0: Unless. Tuesday morning is when Central Florida is getting hit with a hurricane. So there might not be a podcast on Tuesday, everybody, oh, but there's, sure, oh, there's yeah. going to be a
1: podcast. You're just not going to be on it.
2: There you go. There you go. It's going to be gonna unedited. really talk about it's going to be unedited and raw. And I'm not even sure that our vocal tracks will be on the same channel. This might yeah, be one yeah, of yeah. those things where we each of us three independently upload vocal tracks to iTunes and just let the listeners figure it out. It's like <laughs> It's like that Flamy just Lips album that came out time. like 15 yeah. years ago where Oh, yeah, where, where like each that's instrument great. was on a different CD and he had to play it in the, like different speakers. It's going to be like that. It's going to be very complicated okay. and very high-minded because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do spend my weekend trying to learn uh, Pro Tools or whatever. I, I yeah, don't think no, that no, would come no. together very successful. It's a holiday weekend for
1: us. We don't really care. <laughs> yeah. So best of luck to whatever uh, comes out on Tuesday if anything comes out on Tuesday.
0: That's what I'm saying. For real, we've been... I mean, I can't think... Other than we used to skip the week of Christmas. You know, right before the year-end extravaganza, yeah, we used to skip the week of Christmas, but I cannot think of the last time we missed an episode. But we yeah. might on Tuesday, so yeah. who knows? Well, I'm telling you,
3: I've got this. I've
0: got this. <laughs> leave it, leave it to me. <laughs> and you know what? Depending on if we're all killed. We may never have another episode. Oh my again. gosh, oh, I hate when last, you do that. This could this be, this be the could last episode of the podcast. <laughs> this is one of those carpe diem moments. Like you know, leave it all on the table. That's this right. is the now. last podcast. The best we ever did. No holds barred. N- no regrets at the yeah. end of this podcast. Yeah.
4: yeah. Wow.
3: Right. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I've got I I've, 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 I've got some things. I got some. Uh, th- 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 yeah. I got a few things to get off my chest. I, yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I'm not going to bring them out now, but I'm going to drop them at 10 minute intervals throughout this podcast. So just be ready. They're going to be context free. The thought that I just God. said did not occur to me until it came out of
0: my mouth. That this might, there is okay. a sliver of a chance that this is the last podcast we ever do because we all die. Okay, Stop. or at least the Orlando staff.
1: This is the worst.
0: But yeah, here's the deal. I don't like this. Yeah, here's I don't the deal. like this. Here's the deal. <laughs> if this was planned to be the final episode of the Rome podcast, this is the guest I would book today. Oh, I would book we our guest today. I like that. Who is it? Bob Goff is joining us later on the show today. Oh, yeah. Bob Goff. I mean,
2: literally one of my heroes. Live every podcast like it's your last. That's why I will be shouting things that I've wanted to say for years today. You'll probably sing
1: Ancient of Days a few times just to make the Twitter people happy. I
2: will never stop. (laughs) I've seen the feedback and I never plan on stopping. So, (laughs) (laughs) The, The only
0: negative feedback that we have gotten about the fact that you keep coming back to singing Ancient of Days.
2: Is from Eddie Kaufholds. That's the only person. The only one that's, that's negative, negative is it. jealous that he didn't come up with a bit. And I apologize for nothing. <laughs> I double down. And I will continue to double down. I'm not going to just break into it, but when not if when the moment presents itself, I will. Isn't it more love that you do? Not ancient of days. I do both. I do both. I do any song that it's just the men and just the ladies.
4: More love. (laughs) More (laughs) power.
2: See, it works every time. It works every single time. And that's why I won't stop. And I hope Eddie hears this, and I hope he's Don't mad stop. that he's like, darn it, he's doing it again. That should have been my bet. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, stay, yeah, stay tuned for
0: our conversation with Bob Goff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. He is He's he's doing a lot of stuff to help people chase their dreams. We talk about that. And then we went no holds barred, and I let Twitter interview him. Oh, wow. And so like, uh-huh. right before I went on with Bob, I said, hey, if you could ask Bob Goff anything, what would it be? i never do that. I just wanted to see what people would say. And some really good questions came back. And so I just lobbed them to him. He had, yeah. we had fun with it. So stay right. tuned for that.
3: Right. They couldn't call him themselves? Just take the, just take out their phones and dial
1: <laughs> them <laughs> they if They can. If there's any author you can call, it's Bob I'm Goff. Right.
2: That, that is these cameras you go between? That is absolutely true. Does that, he <laughs> always, does he answer and return calls, though?
1: Constantly. Yeah. Yes. He answers constantly. I've, we I've were, told...
0: I've told this, like literally I've been in the White House with him and he answers his phone and I'm like pulling on the side like, Bob, tell me for real. There's the there's the love does public phone and then there's the friends and family phone, right? Yeah. You got two phones in your pocket. No, he has one phone, one phone phone number. You want to call Bob Goff? It's in the book. It's on his website. You can just call Bob Goff. Go for it. Do your own podcast. Who cares? Don't even <laughs> listen.
4: <laughs>
0: I mean, like apparently we're, we're going away.
2: Yeah, we might <laughs> we need we you to actually to. record we one. and Upload to get it come Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Yeah,
1: it is amazing. I mean, what do y'all think about that phone number thing? Have we talked about this before? What that he just puts his phone number in the book and he answers yeah. all the time. It's just amazing to me.
0: It's unreal, it, and it—he is the master of the two-minute phone call. Like, yes. I, I you feel heard, you feel connected, and you and he gets off the phone and you didn't even know what happened and you're just happy to have had that moment with him. He is the master of connection and not prolonging it. I mean, he's like on to the next. It's yeah, great. Yeah. He's really good.
1: It is amazing. He make and he makes everyone feel heard and cared for and yeah. It's, I want, it's amazing. I
2: want I it. want him to be on like a one on one man to man showdown. With him and like a tele, like the best telemarketer. That's like, <laughs> because those people are trained to keep you on, you know, yeah. and trained to get through their little script. He's trained to get off. And the thing is, both of them, the telemarketer and Bob are very cordial. They're not going to be yeah. rude to each no. other. You know, the telemarketer is against their job to be rude. Bob, right. it's not in his nature. So I want to see, I want to get the best telemarketer. Next time I get I get calls from telemarketers all the my my number ended up on a list or something somehow I want to get all ours did it's yeah, horrible I want to get I'm gonna find I'm gonna answer them all I'm gonna find the best one and be like hey listen. I want you to call this number. I'm going to give him Bob's, and I'm going to say this is going to be the, this is the matchup of a lifetime right now, <laughs> and I want to see what Bob's strategy is. I need I'm going to need the telemarketer to record the conversation, and upload it for Tuesday's podcast because we got to see how they how these guys you know it's it's like two prize fighters in the ring just going at it, just blocking every blow. I can't wait to see it, guys. Can you download the show on Tuesday because that's what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: moving the show. Along. Stay tuned up next. It's the hot list. To Elevation Worship. The song is Sea of Victory, their new single from their new five song EP, At Midnight, which released today. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Jacob Ogawa with You and I. Okay, it's time for. You should do a fall version of that. Sizzling makes me think of summer grills and hot.
1: And oh, yeah. Can we do something that's, like that's a, kind of bonfire-y, like like Chandler? A, like a tea yeah, It's, it's crackling.
0: Cracklin. Oh, it's yeah.
1: crackling. That's it's cracklin. it.
4: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, and, and the vibe thing.
0: is like yacht rocky, outdoor, kind of chilling on the boat type of thing. Now we're talking hot, but it's going to be hot apple cider
2: and yeah. hot latte. Yeah, it's piping like hot. And it's like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I Chandler, I need you to to sound like steam No, no, somehow. no. no. More Can like you do that? More like Bon Iver. More like Bon Iver, uh, like fall. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking yeah. like a 2005 Bon Iver,
3: okay. like a little bit of guitar. Okay. A little yeah. bit like like youth pastor around the campfire don't. vibes. No, no, no. No.
1: T- no, don't do 2005. Do 2011 Bon Iver. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. the yeah. That's the hit. That yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah. I can't
2: make you
1: love me.
2: (laughs) 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 Just like that, right? Just like that. Nailed it. 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 it.
1: Chandler, you know what? You can just do your job. We'll do our job. Sorry,
2: buddy. (laughs) All the men and all the bony bears. All the bony bears. (laughs) All right. uh, Coming in at number five
0: this week on the hot list, uh, Chad and Julia Veach, pastors of uh, Zoe Church out in L.A., uh, they told Kourtney Kardashian how to share her faith with her children this week. The, um, the reality we TV- know this? The reality TV star recently hosted the Zoe Church Founders on her new YouTube series called The Poosh Conversations. Mm-hmm. Poosh, P-O-O-S-H. And uh, the topic that she talked to them about was how to share your faith. So she explained that growing up, she heard a lot of Bible stories in her home. She said... We grew up always hearing Bible stories. My dad already um, already read us Bible stories, and we would talk about it in the car. We would listen to Bible songs. We went to Sunday school. Not every Sunday, but a lot. So I just wonder if there's something you guys do, or that's really important to you, like routines or things that you do with your own family that could be helpful. Uh, they ended praying and having a meal together, and here's a clip of their conversation. Or one, of my, one of my favorite scriptures about kids, though, mm-hmm. is in Proverbs, when it says... Raise up a child or train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're older, they won't depart from it.
4: Mm.
0: So it's like if you if you ra- train them up, raise them up. But think about it, you're still walking out the truths that your dad taught you mm-hmm. when you were a kid. Yeah. So it's Same when they're t- impressionable
2: because it's in there,
0: and that you put all that in there. You train them, like the fact that like even like tithing The fact that you girls tied is that's wild. Yeah. But you, they were, you didn't get that when you were 30. When right. Were like
2: we were like taught it. Three? Yeah. Super young, yeah.
0: So you train up kids. That, that was training.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: when they're older, they're like going to live by the right values. Yeah. So, you know? So I don't watch the poosh conversations. Yeah, this is, uh, my, first. This this is, is my, my first. This is my first poosh. New to uh, me. Yeah, I'm new. I'm new poosh. I'm new (laughs) poosh. Rookie poosh. Rookie poosh. Newbie poosh. So, my new poosh. New poosh here. (laughs) My my poosh question is Chad just said, just in passing, you know, it's amazing that y'all tithe, that you girls tithe, you know. So, my question is Is that something that was said on the poosh? Or is that something that Chad, the pastor, knows because
3: he gets the check and he just outed her?
4: Hmm.
3: Oh, like he he keeps a he keeps a list in of all the of who of who's tithing and who's not. I don't, and he's
2: aware that Courtney I'm he g- knows that Courtney is going ten percent. I'm gonna assume that's like an offline, an off poosh conversation. Because I watched the entire video and they did not bring up they did not talk about yeah, typing but, 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 on the pooch. But I also know like and Annie, uh I'd be interested uh what your take is on this because you know, working in like the church world, like my pastors growing up they made it a point not to look at who tithed and who didn't like, even when, even when everything moved to like online or like offering envelopes, like the senior pastor would never look at who's tithing and who's giving because they didn't want, basically they didn't even want that like on a subconscious level to affect, you know, kind of their perception of people because it's not a business. These aren't customers. You know what I mean? This is a community. Annie, do you agree or disagree? I can't tell I by sure reading your face. I have not
1: thought about this enough to say an opinion on a public platform. <laughs>
2: yeah, so, fair oh enough. I, fair am,
1: enough. I, I, admire, I admire
0: that humility. She's like, That's I am cool. hired by knowledgeable pastors and unknowledgeable pastors. (laughs) I'm not going to offend any of the people who want to bring Speaker Annie F Downs to your church. No, no, no. I'm not
1: thinking one time about where I'm going because I'm don't. i not traveling this fall. I am purely saying that for the how many ever many people listen to this, if I say an opinion about what I think about whether senior pastors should know about money, it is an opinion I formed in the last 12 seconds and I try to keep those to myself. Well, this
2: is the last podcast. So just to be fair, I should just go for it
1: because this is the (laughs) one they're going to put on repeat for the rest of forever.
2: Live
3: yeah. every day like it's your last. Although this does, I do want to raise it, bring it, and, and if you watch this video, you'll, you'll see this. I think it's important. This is key context. I don't know if this is true of every poosh video. I have only watched one. But in this particular poosh video, the Veaches and Courtney are making what appears to be guacamole together. They're cutting up avocados and, are they making and guac garlic together? and something. They're making guac in somebody's kitchen. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the Veaches or if it's Courtney's, but they're making guac together. And at one point, Courtney finishes chopping up some garlic. And she puts it in her hand and she says, what do I do with this? And, uh, <laughs> and Julia Veach says, well, you put it in the bowl. It in and <laughs> it was a very brief. It was very brief, but it, it did. It did raise a lot of questions that I have yeah. about like, well, what did you what were the other options? What would you do How with garlic? a handful of garlic while making guacamole? You know. Yeah. Right. The, the, yeah. Oh, those are just that, that we put those aside for now. Yeah.
0: We'll come back to the garlic. <laughs> I do
1: have very strong opinions on guacamole and tithing, so I can go there on either <laughs> of those things.
4: <laughs>
0: All right, coming in to number four. Uh, rapper Tobe Nin uh performed an incredible tiny desk concert uh this week. So faith plays a big part in the Houston rappers' music. As NPR says, uh Tobe's mindful words are like a life hack for those seeking guidance. Well, last year, he collaborated with our friend Propaganda and Liz Weiss for a track called Fallen, which was produced by our friend Derek Miner. So the dude's kind of hooked in with our, our world of hip-hop. Uh, his blend of spirituality and unique rapping styles has drawn rave reviews from the likes of Jill Scott, Dave Chappelle, Erica Badu, and has more, drawn more than 350,000 fans on Instagram. Tobey uh, recently explained to Texas Monthly, uh, you have to understand, we don't get any radio play. Our biggest market is all on Instagram. We're not signed to a label. We don't have a booking agent. We didn't. We don't have anything. We're just 100% independent. This is all in-house. And and he ended up on NPR doing a Tiny dance, tiny Desk concert.
5: Look, off the bat, I attack. Word to Bruce Wayne. I spit crack and I stay strapped. Don't need the shoestring, but don't confuse things. The good shepherd gave me a new frame. A mind so you can see that I'm different. That's where the two chains Oh but I'm still the same OG. I stay low key with more sauce than ao le I play gold lit when blessings start to rain on me. And catch a lot of the chips and guac ain't mo lit. Oh, Jesse,
3: Jesse you, uh, you hit me up about this guy uh, after the Tiny Desk concert you sent me this video. I don't think I've seen you this excited about a new artist we've found uh, in this year, probably.
0: Well, Jesse
3: hasn't been excited since an
2: artist since Weezer. So yeah, uh, yeah. Weezer, ever it, since the ever since the Blue album in '96, <laughs> it's been kind of a dry, you know, dry stuff. No, I, I I watched the concert. I saw it being passed around, so I was like, I'll oh, check it out. And I was, I mean, like I I, I expect you know a lot of people that hear it for the first time was super impressed, especially. Oh, it's great because I I hadn't really I hadn't heard of this guy before. And, you know, his style, which is, as you can hear, uh, you know, from the instrumentation on that, on that clip, is kind of jazzy, but his lyricism was awesome. Like, his delivery was killer. He had, like, a, a unique thing going. And he also had, like, some really incredible background singers, too. Like, it was a yeah, cool vibe. He had a full yeah. band. It was, They
0: took over the whole room. They yeah. weren't
2: behind the
3: tiny desk. It was like the whole cubicle. It was a g- giant cubicle. Yeah.
2: Whenever you talk to
5: people
3: about room. Tiny Desk Concert, it's always like it is a. It's well named. It's a very tiny room. It's a yes. little desk, and they cram the NPR staff in there to like sit around. It sounds like it would be very awkward, and I think people have a good time there. But everything it, it's about it is sure awkward. Don't you hear how they clap desk, every time yeah. they're
1: clapping? You're like, this is weird for everyone. It, it's good. Yeah. It's
3: good video content, but I don't think yeah. it would be a fun experience to actually right. play there or watch.
0: Somebody I'd like to stay that. in
1: my exact role that I've had for every tiny desk concert which is on this side of the screen. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah exactly.
0: it's you know the most awkward thing for me with with an artist is when like we're with an artist one on one and they'll be like, "Hey, I have some tracks from my new album you want to hear them?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course I want to hear them." And then they put them on and they're looking at you listen to the oh. music.
2: Yeah, it's very awesome. And, and it's like Because you don't know where to look. Do I look him? Do I look him in the
0: eye? Do I do I look (laughs) down? Oh yeah, I'm just like meditating on it. Do I what do you do? What do you do with your eyes? I don't know. It's awful. Don't do that if you're an artist.
2: Yeah.
0: Just send me a link. Coming in number three this week, Netflix released a teaser for the long rumor breaking bad movie. It's happening. It's called El Camino and it picks up where the series left off. Now, here's a spoiler if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, but it it picks up where the series left off with Jesse Pinkman on the run from the law after being forced to cook meth by an outlaw biker gang. That's where it picks up. It releases on October 11th on Netflix. The, The clip shows Jesse's old friend, Skinny Pete, being questioned by authorities but refusing to help them because of what Jesse has already suffered. Here's part of the clip.
2: I have no idea where he is. Don't know where he's headed either. North, South, West, East, Mexico, the moon. I don't have a clue. But yo, even if I did, who wouldn't tell you? Cause I've been watching the news, same as everybody else. i seen that little cage of his they kept him in.
0: I heard about what all they did to him to make sure he kept cooking.
2: So sorry, I don't know what to tell you. No way, I'm helping you people put Jesse Pinkman back inside a cage. I, I, okay. I'm excited for the movie and I'm excited that it's coming to Netflix so we can just fire it up one night. Like it doesn't feel like a movie that I'd like, I don't know if I'd see it in theater or not, but I want to talk about the clip for one second because it's, it's, it's a very, uh, um, uh, you know, brief teaser. There's not a lot going on, but to me, when I watch it, it sounded like a monologue someone does when they're like auditioning for a play. It's like, okay, I will be doing skinny Pete uh, <laughs> interrogated by the FBI on the search for Jesse Pinkman. And accent, you know, I don't care. North, South, East or West. I saw the cage. You kept it, man. You think I'm going to help you find Jesse Pinkman? and scene. Do I got the part? Do I got the role? (laughs) No, man. You should should have been in there. And scene. You should have been in the room. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite bit, my favorite, like, uh, speaking of, uh, uh, Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Oh, uh, I know what you're going to talk about You're going to talk about the, 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 real, the Mr. David Show. Cross. Oh yeah. yeah really so, so, so Bob Odenkirk, who's Saul Goodman on both Better Call Saul and in Breaking Bad, uh, Jimmy McGill, uh, you know, they have a very famous him and David Cross when they were doing Mr. Show had a very famous sketch where uh, they were <laughs> David Cross was portraying a guy doing like a monologue to audition for a play. And he goes up and he's like, um, <clears throat> before I get started, uh, do you mind if I just get a sip of water? I see you have a water bottle right there. And you know, he like talking to the little panel that's judging him. And they're like, oh, sure, here. Have it. and He's like, no, that's part of the scene. Don't react to me. <laughs> he's like, all right, let me begin again. Let me begin again. He's like, but seriously, I'm going to need a sip of water. And they were just staring at him. He goes, I, I'm parched and I can't go on if I at least get one sip. And if I, you don't give me a sip, we're not doing the scene. And I feel like, fine, that's just have really a sip. he's like, no! That's part of the scene! He's like, will you please just let me finish the scene? I've been rehearsing. And so eventually, like, all Mr. Show sketches. It just keeps going and keeps going until it's absurd. Where he's like, you looking at me all smugly with your blue neck and, and he's describing what the people were and he's like not even offering me a sip of water and they're like fine just take it take the water and he's like no i was almost done <laughs> and scene <laughs> okay, get the part? Many steps, many that's many my commentary out.
3: He storms yeah, out, yep. is like whatever, forget you guys, and they're like, what happened there? And then he comes back in, like, and scene!
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. anyway,
2: I'm I have nothing to say about the about El Camino. Just that 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 all I thought about during the skinny Pete was like, this is a monologue that people will do rehearsing for community if, plays. It felt to me like
0: <laughs> it felt to me like Disney Plus made their big announcement. They finally revealed. They opened their Twitter accounts and finally showed trailers of their big new star wars series yeah, and like yeah, yeah. all of a sudden the, that's all the internet was talking about was chicken sandwiches and the disney plus yeah. stuff and then it's like you you just felt like netflix going we're still here we're still here and they had to rush a trailer out you know what i mean yeah, like yeah like that's what it was like no no put out the breaking bad trailer you know like just to try and like <laughs> I step know on a lot top of people of,
1: are having big talks about leaving netflix for disney plus i, oh, know.
3: I know i know it's a better it's mm. it's cheaper well, see, we'll and I, for the this same is one price. of the things
1: I just don't care enough about. And I need one of y'all who really cares just to come to my house and cancel whatever I don't need and buy whatever I need. To, I just don't care enough. I need one of y'all who really cares to come fix my technology. We, we've talked here and
3: there about doing like some sort of in the magazine, like here's the streaming services you need. And it, we've I think we've always punted on it because it's like this feels way more like a... Like a wired piece that are relevant. We can't find the. It's not really a breaking of intersection faith and culture. But I would like some sort somebody out there to tell me, like, if you're if you well, like these I'll kind of the shows faith part,
1: helping Annie F. Downs know what kind of streaming <laughs> oh services she needs. That's oh, this what is you terrific.
3: can do. Oh yeah, that's that's great content. She needs
1: help. I don't know. I'm I don't know.
3: I don't either, Annie. Yeah. but I, I would love to help you figure but it you're out. You're also moving Together. over to the other
1: side of the ocean. So you got to sort true. it. But I don't
3: know what
2: we're going to yeah, have over, I there. I, have over I, there. I don't know what they have over
1: there. I don't exactly. know what's available.
2: They Netflix. even have television in France. I don't know. Netflix. They do Netflix. It's all Jerry Lewis movies. They're still, all they watch is Jerry Lewis movies.
0: All right. Coming in number two this week, Danny McBride opened up to Dax Shepard about how the church hurt his family this week. Oh. Uh, Danny's one of the stars of the Righteous Gemstones, the... Uh, off-color off HBO comedy that go, follows yeah. the lives of a wealthy, powerful family of televangelists um, as their g- grift gets out of control, kind of. Uh, well, Danny McBride went on Doc Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast this week to talk a little about the show and the subject of his own experience in the church came up. So he says he was raised Christian, but harbors a lot of hurt feelings about the way the church treated his mother after her husband left her. Here's the clip.
3: Is it safe for me to assume you're not a practitioner of any religion? Our like adventure with religion was like, you know, we went hardcore. I mean, like we were there all the time. My parents were so involved in it. And then my parents got divorced when I was in sixth grade and my dad kind of ran out on us. And suddenly it was like, here's my mom who works in a department store at the mall. She's got two kids. We're living in an apartment, and you're, you're thinking, like, you know, maybe this church that we've donated all this time to will be supportive. And instead, they the people there, like, basically, like, turned their back on my mom. Shamed they, her. they shamed her for getting a divorce. And so, you know, I was little. I was I think I was in sixth grade when this happened. But I can remember, like, seeing my mom and, like, knowing how much the church meant to her, and now she just didn't even feel like she could enter the church. And so for a few months, she still would drop me and my sister off at church on Sundays to go And we did it. And then after a few months, it was kind of like, what are we doing? Like, why are we going to this place every Sunday? Like, it's not, you know, it's done.
0: It's an interesting conversation. You should check it out. Um, uh, McBride also said he understands why some Christians feel upset about their portrayals in Hollywood. And he said he hopes his new show is different. He said, I think they make the mistake of like, they make a joke out of what people believe in. I feel that's kind of obnoxious. That would piss me off if I didn't understand where I, I came from or what I believe. I think with this show, we're not trying to say anything about what you believe and what you shouldn't believe in. We're not trying to comment on the Bible. We're commenting on these hypocrites who are basically fronting this operation and basing all their values on these mor- on these morals and these ideals, but then not adhering to any of them themselves. So episode two of Righteous Gemstones aired last week, and I finally watched it, and it's not as good as the first
3: one, just FYI. I've only watched the pilot so far, I think. The pilot's great. Episode two. Yeah, enjoyed
2: the right. pilot. Yeah. All, right. Uh, all right, Oh, I liked episode two way more than the pilot. What? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, hot another hot take. take. Speaking episode, of all, do you, overall, crackling do you like this? over there
1: from Chandler.
2: Chandler, you grew up in, you know, with a familiarity with the world that it's lampooning. Yeah. Uh, what, I thought it was off. Issue? Like, as I thought you guys were saying it was accurate. I thought there's like plenty of errors as far as the feeling real. Really? Real. Yeah.
0: Well, I haven't honestly, it. I'm just listening. Honestly, you grew up in a different era of it than I did. Yeah. It pulled a lot from 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, televangelism and prosperity stuff. Right. Which the I, only modern... I mean, I
2: remember that from the 90s.
0: The only modern stuff was the Joel Osteen Auditorium and the Stephen Furtick kind of references yeah, with yeah. the younger brother. Which I don't
2: know that. I don't know that. The guy, old so.
0: school kind of brother so-and-so type of thing. That was definitely more of an 80s kind right. of... Kenneth Hagen kind of right. you know thing, but yeah, anyway. I
2: just felt like it was they're tr- a little bit from all the different eras, and it yeah. didn't feel true to any of them.
0: No, I know, but that's what I liked about it oh, is okay. that it pulled accurately from all of them and okay. put it in this one big old jambalaya. Yeah, I, that I it wish they had
2: picked one, and just stuck with it. You know what I mean? Oh. I don't know. Anyway, I, I got liked you. the second one. It was, it was ridiculous, and I loved it.
3: Yeah. I've only seen the pilot, so I know I need to. I'll yeah. I'll watch I'll yeah. watch episode two, and I'll wait next week, and I'll I'm Assuming
2: take. we're all Bring here. Assuming, we, yeah. We I mean, it back. might just be you. <laughs> Huck, I mean, next week could just be you rambling on about episode two of the Righteous Gemstones for you know for longer than <laughs> the length of the actual, actual episode. It could just be
1: It could just be you practicing monologues, Jesse. <laughs>
2: That's right. I've seen the cage you put Pinkman in. North, <laughs> south, east, west. I don't know. He could be anywhere. But I'll tell you something, Johnny Law. <laughs> The last thing I'll do is help you find (laughs) Jesse and scene.
4: Do I got
3: the
2: part? Is the role mine?
0: All right. Coming in number one this week on the hot list, Lauren Daigle, our friend ministered to women at a state prison in Ohio. And uh, the video is awesome. Earlier this summer, she visited the Ohio reformatory for women uh, for a special performance. But while she was at the state prison, she also encouraged the inmates telling them how much God loved them and how much, she had, how much he had planned for them. It's the fifth time Lawrence visited a prison to minister to inmates. Here's a clip from this visit.
5: But the one thing that we can always do is look up. You can look up and see the sky. You can look up and see the kindness of God and his extravagant love for each My one God. of you. And I know sometimes that can be hard to wrap your mind around, but let me tell you something. He doesn't see you by your faults or maybe the things that you've done, or the things that have trapped you and ensnared you, that he sees you as children, as his own, beloved from the Most High King. That's who you are.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Uh, for the full clip and all that stuff, go check out relevantmagazine.com. Stay tuned up next. Bob Goff joins us.
4: So you could.
0: Listening to Your Smith. The song is You Could Have Told Me. Bob Goff is a best-selling author, podcast host now, uh, activist, um, former lawyer, and the founder of the Dream Big Framework uh, Workshops, whose mission is to equip people to achieve their dreams, overcome obstacles, and change the world. I got the chance to talk to Bob this week about the workshops, uh, his podcast, and I lobbed him a bunch of your questions you don't want to miss a minute of this conversation. It's great. Here is Bob Goff. Uh, so Bob, tell us about the the dream big stuff you're doing now. It, you, you're doing these uh, gatherings. You're, you launched a podcast this year. W- tell me the heart behind it of wanting to help people kind of chase their dreams and find their calling.
6: Yeah. Part of the shift uh, for me has been trying to get people thinking about what's this ambition that they've had, whatever it was, uh, something that you've wanted to do for 10 years or 20 years or uh, 10 days, but something that's really worth your effort, but you've just never gotten to. So we've been doing for the last couple of years, these dream big framework gatherings, and we've done them everywhere from Southern California to Southern Afghanistan. (laughs) And we get people together, leaders, people that are just trying to figure it out, whether they're working at home or working outside the home. It's been a really good time. And what we really do is just try to identify what's the ambition. Uh, where's there an opportunity to go after that? How do you take action? And then I think most importantly uh, for people to not be surprised when there are a couple setbacks along the way, because I think that's what happens to people. We uh, run up against uh, uh, this big, beautiful ambition we have. We hit a setback and then somehow people start saying, God, close the door. <laughs> like, oh, heck no. Some guy named Billy just said no, and uh, that doesn't mean God closed the door. That's a that means Billy said no. So, uh, so those are some of the things that we do, and it's really been rewarding. I think I like getting together in a room with forty or fifty people rather than uh, an arena these days a little bit more.
0: How how you know you're known as the guy the people have read your books. You're known as a successful businessman who. Uh, has this unexpected side of kind of intentional whimsy and loving people unconditionally and intentionally. Uh, it's an interesting now third lane now that you're helping people like tangibly chase their dreams what What motivated you to kind of make this a, a primary focus of your you know your message?
6: man I've known you for a really long time, uh-huh. and i I think that there's a lot of people that know you at one level, there's the surface, there's Cameron that everybody's just kind of familiar with. And I think people know me as like, Bob, he's the happy guy that does uh, things. But like you, there's other layers underneath that. And I think I want to connect with people at those layers to say, let's go actually go do that thing. I don't want you to just leave all fired up. Like, let's, let's just make the call. I've got a phone, you've got a phone let's get somebody on the line and make this thing happen. Um, and so I think that's what's uh, changed for me uh, a little bit is that I just want to go a little bit deeper with fewer people and uh, really get after some of these things that uh, people want to achieve. And I think that is, uh, just, uh, creating all kinds of wind at my back or my own thing, you know, the lodge burned down and you know, it's great, Cameron. Hmm. We, uh, just got a final inspection. We rebuilt it. It's done. The lawn is planted. Come on back up. (laughs) So that would be an example of a setback. I don't think like God was mad at me. I think some people screwed up. They made a mistake and it burned down. And so then what we get to do is get busy again. And I think that's what I want people to do. Just get busy. Find. Let's go build that rocket ship that was supposed to be your life.
0: And and for you, this is almost like, uh, this probably will be a major part of your legacy. I mean, like the things that will be birthed out of this, you know, intentionality that you have helping people chase their dreams, you know, kind of what's going to happen through them. I, I think that's an amazing kind of new season you know, for you.
6: You know, the crazy part, we're uh, just finalizing it, but we're actually buying a, a camp uh, in Southern California, me and another friend, you know, And uh, we're just going to be doing this. It's on 150 acres. And we're just going to bring people and say, let's go dream some dreams, sort out some stuff that's hanging you up in your life. And let's go make some boots. And I think there's something about that that's beautiful. I think that resonates whatever our life experience is, wherever you're at on the in your faith adventure. Um, To just pause, figure out who am I, where am I, and what do I want? And if we could answer each of these things, I think for your listeners, like, who am I? Not who everybody else thinks you are, but who am I, am I? And then where am I? Like, not like, you know, I'm sitting here on uh, my back porch, but but like, where am I in my life? And then what do I want? And I think that's the question that Jesus was always asking people, whether they were blind guys standing at the gates or not. Like, what do you want? (laughs) Really, really want.
0: So many of us like think about that you know, you have that dream, like, well, one day, but, you know, we don't do that intentionality of like, okay, where do you want to, what do you see in like five or 10 years? Where do you want to be? Well, then what are you doing today to get there? I mean, it isn't just going to magically happen. It's one foot in front of the other. You know, some people don't take that practical, you know, saying like, well, I can chip away at it, crawl, walk, run, you know, and and be intentional. But that's something that you've done. And it's an amazing example and challenge the rest of us, you know? Well, the, the Dream Big Framework, everybody should go check check it out. It's uh, you can find it at dreambigframework.com. And you have a new podcast. You are a podcaster now. Do you <laughs> who knew? Do you like it? Is it have you had fun doing the new podcast? I actually
6: have. I was I'm kinda of old school. So I haven't, uh, that wasn't the way that I grew up, but I've been having so much fun just calling, you know, friends and saying, what are you learning? Cause I'm learning too. <laughs> so it's actually been a really, really fun thing. And so we've, uh, asked some of the questions we've talked about just now and to say, well, so when it all, when the wheels came off, tell me about that. I don't want to find out when it was like awesome. But to say when the wheels started shaking a little bit, what were the who were the three friends that you could really count on, mm. even if you hadn't spoken to them in a while? What's something that somebody said that meant a lot to you? Like somebody that wasn't trying to fix you, but just trying to be with you. And uh, I've loved uh, those conversations. And I've actually learned a ton having them.
0: I'll tell you. Uh, when I went through the hardest thing I've ever gone through five years ago, when I had, to, when I went through a divorce, one of the three people that impacted me the most in that season was you. Um, you, oh, that man. was, that was the year that I met you. And you did and said things that have permanently changed my life. And I'm, I'm very grateful for your friendship.
6: Man, well, I'll receive that, but it's been, uh, uh, so beautiful for all of us. I think you've, and I've met a, quite a few times and we just, I think we hold up mirrors to one another and we say, let me just tell you, Cameron, what I see in you. Um, and it's not blowing sunshine at each other, but just say, let me tell you about the man that I see in you and the man I see you becoming. And It isn't mis- mystical. It might be prophetic, but it doesn't feel that way. I think it's just actually saying, I see these attributes in you and the way that you give away love and encourage people. You could be doing a lot of things, but you're doing what you're doing right now. Hmm. Uh, And I think the reason that you're doing it isn't just a day job. I think you know who you are, where you are. I think you know what you want. I think you want to encourage people. And so if we could uh, continue to do that, just instead of holding up all of our opinions about everybody, be just like so like uh, keen on reminding each other about these beautiful things that uh, we each bring. And it isn't just a bunch of fluff. It's actually what I think God made for us to do. To be taking a genuine interest in one another Hmm. um, out of Philippians. I think that's it.
0: Okay. So shifting gears a little bit in the last couple minutes we have, uh, right before we got on, I tweeted out that I was going to be talking to you and you are one of the favorite guests we've ever had on the Relevant Podcast. And I knew that our our (laughs) listeners would be excited. And I said, okay, If you had a chance to ask Bob anything, what would you ask him? And I have a couple of completely unrelated questions to ask you now from our listeners. fire away. Okay, so Benjamin uh, wants to know, what are some of the practical ways you unplug and quiet the noise of life?
6: Oh, that's a great question, Benjamin. Way to go. Um, I'm I'm a guy that writes things down. Just constantly, as you know, I've like written down everything, I think about everything. and So I find a lot of uh, uh, both peace and perspective in taking a thought, riffing on it a little bit, doing what Paul said, check it against scripture, but then send out a tweet, send out something. I don't put Bible verses on them, nor do I in my books, but I want to make sure what I'm saying is actually true. Um and so, one of the things that I find like really peace giving and perspective giving is to just say, "What's a simpler way to say that? Lose all the like retread words that people have used. What's the simplest way I could uh, express, uh, like, and better understand a complicated idea?" Hmm. So, sounds like a funny way. Some people fly kites or RC planes. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to say, "Like, what's an easier way to say that?"
0: Hmm. Okay. Katie asks, uh, if your kids were teenagers today, what would your phone policies for them be? That's interesting.
6: Oh, that's a great question. I think I wouldn't try to uh, manipulate their conduct. Um, I think I'd uh, ask them, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, so what's been really helpful to you? What hasn't been? So I would ask instead of laying down the rules, as if I was coming down with a stone tablet under each arm. Um, I, what I would do is to say, hey, what's working for you in this? And what do you find to be distracting? So I think that's the way that I respond. If somebody tells me what I want or what I ought to do, I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. If that's. Just, uh, I don't think that's just me being rebellious. I just think people don't want to be told what to do. But if somebody takes a genuine interest in you and say, hey, what's working for you? What isn't working for you? That actually is the, the thing we used to have. They're called conversations. With your teenagers, and uh, those actually will shape you.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's really good advice. Uh, there were several versions of this question, um, but essentially, a lot of people want to know: um, How do you avoid becoming cynical, especially in the divisive climate that we're in, and and the so much suffering in the world, and and all the stuff that's going on? How do you avoid becoming cynical?
6: Yeah. Great questions. Uh, and I think it's something that we're all like sorting out. Um, uh, the, uh, the short answer is this, I just make this assumption, uh, unknowingly that, uh, God is doing the same thing in everybody else's lives that he happens to be doing in my life right now. And I've just reminding myself constantly that that actually is not the case, and evidence of that is everything I'm reading and <laughs> hearing. And so, instead of reacting and just ricocheting off everybody, I've just, I have just take so much confidence in knowing a couple of things. Number one, you don't have to swing at every pitch <laughs> hmm. just because somebody has this thing in mind, that's the most important thing for them. Well, that's terrific. It just isn't the most important thing for me. So I don't need to make <laughs> them feel small because it's they have a different thing that's most important. Um, I just want to say that's different. I'm just, I'm thinking about these uh, girls in Mogadishu, Somalia, we're trying to help out. That's not a more honorable or noble thing. It's just a different thing. Um, the second thing is this idea of patience. And uh, we've talked about this before. I'm a guy that keeps throwing everything in the microwave. And Jesus keeps putting it in the crock pot. And so uh, what I've uh, learned, next time you come up to Lodge, you're going to find a farm because I've built one. Hmm. And, uh, and it takes 20 days to make a radish, but it takes seven years to make a pear. Isn't that crazy? You know how long it takes to make an avocado? Hmm. 14 years. What? <laughs> so I keep thinking, like when somebody is like way out there at a different place, I just need to be patient and know that God's not growing radishes. I mean, he's got like, he's making guacamole in their life and I need to just chill out knowing that he's up to something different in their life. So I don't need to ricochet off of it at the time. And that's been super helpful when people have been kind of uh, animated about whatever's the biggest thing to them. It just isn't the biggest thing to me right now. But it sounds like an important thing. That's terrific. (laughs) And I can see God making guacamole out of it. Wow. All
0: right. And last question. Ann Lee asks, um, what would Bob tell his 20-year-old self knowing what he knows now? So what would you say to 20-year-old Bob knowing what you know now?
6: Oh, yeah. I would say two things. Number one, I would say buddy, it's going to work. <laughs> it may not work out the way you were thinking it's going, but it'll actually work. Like, so do that. And I would tell that 20 year old, get your hot air balloon license earlier. Like, don't <laughs> wait till you're 60. Uh, start learning how to fly it right now. And I would say the same thing to you, Cameron. Literally, have you started training on a hot air balloon yet? No, I if have you not. You haven't put that on your list. <laughs> All right. I'm like four lessons away. So what I want to do is I would encourage that 20-year-old to engage his passions. Don't be afraid. Like, fear's a punk. And I would just say, punch that thing in the nose, get back at it, and, uh, and don't be like, uh, taken off the scent so easily. But I would also encourage that guy like to do some really fun, winsome things. Meaningful, purposeful things, but fun and winsome things as well.
0: Wow. Well, thanks for your time, Bob. It's been so fun catching up. Everybody go check out uh, the Dream Big Framework at dreambigframework.com. And you can find out everything else that Bob's up to at bobgoff.com. Bob, thank well, you so much. Thanks a million, Cameron. Awesome. It was fun. That was Bob Goff. Stay tuned up next. Oh boy. asked the cast.
5: Our time at university is almost always a pivoting point, for better or worse. Some people go into college seemingly strong in their faith and walk away burnt out and disillusioned, while others come in with spiritual doubts and apathy towards Christ and walk away as passionate Christian leaders. So what makes the difference? In his new book, Walking with Jesus on Campus, Chaplain Stephen Kello explores 10 make-or-break issues like doubt and depression, sexuality and singleness, the Sabbath and perfectionism. So whether you're headed off to college, ministering to college students, or the parent of a college-aged kid, order yourself a copy of Walking with Jesus on Campus at your favorite book retailer to help you better understand how to tackle what lies ahead.
0: Listen to Pine Grove, the song is Moment. Okay, it's time for... It's time to ask.
4: It's
0: ask cast. Oh, that's soothing. I like it. <laughs> it's time. It's, time. it's a great way to foolish. go out if Cameron's this is our last it one. Yeah, that yeah, sounds autumnal. <laughs>
4: <Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of like Boney Bear and more love, more power. It's very strange. I like the influences. Um, so it's time for Ask the Cast. Uh, you guys hit us up on Twitter every week uh, at Relevant Podcasts, and you ask questions of the crew here and I will... Go through them and lob a few of them today. All right. William asked, or he says, I make maps for a living. but <laughs> That's
2: his I'm, whole job.
0: Yeah. I don't think you have to laugh at his job. Who does uh, that? I, Who
1: gets to do that anymore? Is he, does he mean he drives a Google car around and uses got Google Maps?
0: I haven't. Maybe he works for Google. Uh, I make maps for a living, but am terrible giving directions. Any advice? I
2: do have a question about the maps he's making. I mean, I do too. I, I have more questions for him than he has for because us. Because I, I didn't know, I didn't know they, I didn't know maps were things that were made anymore. What like, right. is it? Mapped? I'm picturing like most of the world. I think I'm picturing like a like a nautical map with like two big scrolls that you like undo, and that's there's where like you a, find there's like a dragon in the ocean sometimes. Yeah, or something. And it, Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You have to like avert the sea monster and make it to the island, and then find the buried treasure. I'm I'm curious about the map. Yeah, mate, does he do? Mate, mate? Maybe he does like artistic renderings of places. Like that's the kind of mapping he does, and that's
1: why he doesn't know how to do directions. that's just like being a cover
2: artist. All right, listen, here's for real, though. I can relate to William Struggle because I, too, am terrible. I'm terrible at giving directions. I'm terrible at knowing where I have a horrible sense of direction. It's just not one of my, my giftings. I'm sorry. I know that's surprising for a lot of people, but... When like you know the worst is when you're using like the navigation and you're not in a car and you're like walking in a city and the dot is moving too slow like on your phone to see which way you're going. I I end up just running around trying to get the dot to move faster to figure out which way I'm even supposed to be going. It's very it's very frustrating. That's why, William, I'll tell you uh the secret is high ground, find high ground, climb fire escapes, <laughs> jump in the air, climb trees. It's the only way you can actually tell where to, you're supposed to be going. Like you have to you just have to get up high, look around. Now, it's going to it's going to involve trespassing. And William, I, I, you just have to be comfortable with that because most of it is going into buildings where you don't belong and just getting a high vantage point, <laughs> and then trying to figure out how to get there. That's a whole nother thing. All right, Scott Corin
0: asked. Uh, his Twitter name is at Scott Corin, K O R I N. He said, "Why do y'all bully Annie all the time?"
1: Oh, oh, oh Scott,
0: who, who's <laughs> I don't y'all? Think I get
1: bullied. <laughs>
0: Thank you for saying that, Annie. I wanted Annie to answer this question because that is not the the vibe here, is it?
1: No, I don't think. And here's what people don't know. I do appreciate when people feel like that part of the time is I sit back because I don't get in the middle of y'all's stupid stuff. So that's part one. Sometimes I'm not being bullied. I'm just being quiet. Um, Also, whenever there is a moment, this is a serious answer. Whenever there is a moment that something feels unfairly handled between any of us, we all just talk about it. And that usually doesn't go in the show. So what goes in the show is what we're all great with going in the show. And we all genuinely love each other and know about each other's real lives and care for each other's real lives and our podcast lives. And I am a strong woman who does not get bullied by three men on a podcast. And so four and men. Sorry, is
2: a very strong word. <laughs> If anything, yeah. uh, Annie has bullied me several times. We've got <laughs> yeah. it. I'm trying. She has brought me to really tears. I'm really trying. She, she is, I mean, do I mean, me. think
1: it's something to listen to. It, it's something when we get those comments, I always go back and listen to those shows and think, what did I do as the person who they feel like is being being bullied? What 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 conversation led them to feel that way? Because we don't want anyone to feel like men ever. or women are not treated well on the show. Ever. Ever yeah.
0: if anything there's a brother sister teasing dynamic
1: 100% But that's well, not
0: the other a-
2: word is a very <laughs> Did you hard say no Jesse? <laughs> I said well Annie can get hurtful. One time she was like <laughs> <laughs> you're that's when we mediocre, have to start the show is <laughs> when you're I get a get mediocre podcaster <laughs> but you are a terrible terrible actor. Yeah, Annie, you didn't have to. You had to say terrible. You had to add two terribles. I'm so work, workshopping it's the model. It's a difficult <laughs> accent. You didn't have to have Skinny Pete terrible. has been through a lot, Annie, and I'm sorry when I get into character, <laughs> my emotions get hot too. His friends on I the land, sweet That
1: people care. I really love that. It means a lot to me. I, I think there is
3: like I don't want to be. Uh, blind or naive about the fact that anytime there are more men than there are women in a room, the the masculine energy can kind of turn into a runaway freight train. And I've been been part of those conversations and, and seen that happen. But I do want to to say that I've that we we do like deal with that stuff off the pod. And Annie, you've been very like forthright and honest about how you're feeling in a way that I think is like super admirable and, and really inspiring. And and I've learned a lot just by watching your example. Uh, both here on the podcast and in real and IRL. Uh so I, I think that I hope that, you know, we never want to be like we're not it's not like we're not accountable to what people hear or perceive. Like that's a real right. thing. But I also think it's just super cool how well you have handled uh, these dynamics and, and I really appreciate that. And I hope that I'm not the only one. I hope other people
2: see that too. Yeah thanks for mansplaining that to us, just
4: joking. I'm just joking. Just
2: joking. What a tender, what a tender moment. Oh and guys, then Jesse had to ruin guys. it. All right. I ruin tender moments. That's my thing. That's my love language. Robbie
0: S. Bully. His his Twitter name is Official Robbie. That's really funny. But he's not—he's not official. Or anything? It's just official. He, well, he
1: is officially Robbie. He's the yes, Robbie.
0: Sure. I Robbie was S. Andy. Robbie S. says the president of the company I work at just asked me, "Are you getting after it?" And I responded, "You know it," because I was too ashamed to ask what it is. What is it,
2: and how do I get after it? That's his question. If you have to n- ask what it is and how you're getting after it. I got a bad news for you, Robbie. You never had it and you never will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's cold, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the last this is this, is, this is, this is, this is painful, but yeah, it's, it's out of reach for you, I'm afraid. Jesse, I'm
3: going to take, the, I'm going to take the opposite track here okay. a little bit. I admire. Robbie's Robbie's he he just said he just said yes and that takes a lot yeah. of gumption yeah. that really takes a, a kind of a, a brassiness that I admire I wish there was more of out there just the assumption that I probably am and if I'm not it definitely behooves my, me, my boss, to think that I am. And so I commend you. I, I don't have the answer for you, Robbie, but I think the fact that you're willing to lie about it, bold faced to your boss's face, shows that you've got a high ceiling at the company Okay, but you're at also, right if now. someone
1: looks at you and says, getting after it or you got it, you're going to say yes because you're like, I mean, you think I am.
3: I'm not going to say no. So,
1: yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. So but I yes respect was definitely Robbie implied. just being a yes man yeah. in oh, this yeah, situation. Yeah. He's official. He's got to no. be getting after it. He's official Robbie.
3: You're fine, Robbie. Don't worry about it. Don't
1: worry about it, Robbie. You're
3: getting after it. Okay,
0: a couple more. Uh, Braxton Nutt Braxton Nut says, uh, since Cameron had the first connection with Jesse, my question is, when Cameron met Jesse, did he lead off a rant about Big Floss and Cheesecake or did he wait to reveal his genius? Oh,
2: <laughs> mm. I've been I can t- slowly unveiling the genius every single day, Braxton. We uh, knew when we met Jesse that he was special. Yeah. When you we bailed just me didn't out of know. jail that fateful evening. We just
0: I did have to ba- I did have to bail an employee out of jail around that era, but it I, wasn't remember, you. I remember, I yeah. remember. I was <laughs> roommates <laughs> with him at the time. But um but I uh, I would say we didn't know the full spectrum of of the Jesse that we now know for a year or two. I think it was when Adam Smith was around that it kind of started to fully emerge. Yeah, he brought yeah.
1: something out of you, huh, Jesse?
2: Yeah. Adam Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, we were kindred spirits and in, in the same sense of humor. And yeah, I, I think that was like a permission to be super weird in this job. So thank you, yeah. Adam. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, when I, I used to listen to the show, to I
1: would think, man, Adam and Jesse are the same weird back when, you know, a decade ago when you are both on the show, I loved it.
0: All yeah. right. I'm going to ask one more because I'm going to give Chandler options to cut the duds. Okay. So here's, here's one last question.
3: Listen. He may not have heard all the wisdom no, wow. we just a Type five. He's a
0: type five. He's a stickler. He's a stickler, sure. Chandler, yeah. with his editing. So, <laughs> so uh, here's one more option. Abby Banfield said, "Tell us your scar story. Where's the scar, and how'd you get it? Everybody has a scar story.
1: Uh huh. Mm. Mine is above <laughs> my right eyebrow. I was in kindergarten, and there was like a legitimate um, arrowhead-shaped rock." Yeah. And I was being chased and I fell and it went right into my head.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Maybe yeah. it Could was a real much what worse. if it was a real arrow? That's been yeah, that'd you have been know, cooler. That, yeah, that, it's that, right above right my
1: eyebrow right there. And we had to go straight to the emergency room and my mom passed out.
2: Oh, wow. I was bleeding so much. Thanks a lot, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I have really one helpful. I have one that's not very exciting that is uh uh right here on my face. It's very tiny because they didn't put stitches in it because I was a little kid. and I was wrestling like Hulkamania style. It was, it was back when Hulk Hogan was yeah. a very cool wrestler, and I did a move and slammed my head on a coffee table. And so that's always bad. And I got some on my elbow from biffing it pretty hard on a skateboard many times uh, uh, and falling on the same arm. But neither of those are that exciting. I wish I had something cool like an arrowhead. You know would be cooler? If you got shot... <laughs> <laughs> with an arrow, but it was like an old timey arrow, like one that, you know, w- had been fashioned hundreds of years ago. That's pretty cool. And not like Katniss to, Everdeen in Hunger Games, yeah, but more uh, like old timey, like, uh, like,
3: Pilgr- like pilgrim. Honestly, like honestly, <laughs>
2: if anyone, if anyone, I don't, it doesn't really matter the age of the arrow. Someone's like, yeah, check out this cool scar on my forearm. I got shot with an arrow. It's like, okay. If you're in a situation where you can get shot with an arrow, it's one of two things. You're, you're at the wrong part of the archery range. Like you go in the back door uh-huh. of the archery range, or you are in like the most dangerous game situation. You are being hunted by psychotic billionaires who are using bow and arrows. Either one is a fantastic story to tell later. <laughs> Andy, this is interesting because I
3: also have my scars above my right eyebrow. <gasps> and uh and uh, a different situation this was in college this was much later and i was sitting in my dorm room and i heard next the dorm next door to me somebody shouted there's a new strong bad email and i was so excited that i jumped <laughs> no. out of my chair I ran, <laughs> I ran around i r- tried to spin around into his room got my finger caught in the door fell and my bammed banged my my head right into the door uh, I was too excited, too excited about the uh, new Homestar Runner content and had to go to the emergency room. That oh, might man. be the
2: nerdiest scar story. Oh, I've ever I told. love that it, is, though. Is, so I love it. That's one. That's one, that's one way better. That's one where you tell people you get shot with an arrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> switch that <laughs> to you up pretty quickly. No so anyway, these this. billionaires tied me up and dropped, dropped me on this secluded island and they hunted me for days. And uh, anyway, I only got shot in the face with an arrow and made it out alive. <laughs> so what's your scar story?
0: I have one on my finger. It's a V. It's a V right there on my pointer finger, and it was from uh, I. I was whittling. Uh, fi- I had bamboo in the forest. I was thick in the forest. I've got to cut down a piece of bamboo with a machete, and I was uh, cutting off the shoots to turn into like a stick or a fishing pole or a switch or something. And the and the thing gave way, and the machete went straight into my finger. And oh like, my shoom, gosh! Into Blew. the bone. And I was gonna get, I would get in trouble for playing with the machete. So I never told anybody. So I have a scar (laughs) and I have dots on the back of my head. So when I get my hair cut, little holes reveal themselves where I stab myself in the head with really, really sharp pencils and had to go to the hospital for those. So, fourth grade. All right. Well, uh, thanks for everybody who sent in questions. Sorry for all the ones that Chandler edited out. So. Every question
1: y'all sent in, we answered. Chandler decided which one you get to hear. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Well, many thanks to Bob Goff for joining us. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Bob Goff and on Instagram. Uh, And make sure to check out his new podcast. It's called Dream Big and it's out now. And And your girl,
1: Annie F., was on it
0: last week, right? Uh Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was fun. It was yeah, so you can I go like friend ep- and a friend. Yeah, I haven't
1: heard that episode
0: yet because I was like, I hear a lot of
1: Andy. Yeah, for real, that's the truth. <laughs> listen,
2: that is all right. In the likely scenario, we don't have a podcast next week, yeah. and and my monologue has been taken offline right. uh, because <laughs> so many people in Hollywood are interested in owning it exclusively. Uh-huh, then uh-huh. download the episode of Dream Big with Bob Goff and Annie F Downs to hold you over. <laughs> don't buy it. You know what is
1: funny about that, Cameron? About how much you hear. I did say to someone the other day, I was like, I. Legitimately, talk to Cameron and Jesse and Tyler and Eddie more than I talk to my parents because we talk for four hours a week. I yeah. don't talk to anybody as much as I talk to y'all. Oh,
0: maybe yeah, like your sure.
2: assistant. That's it. That's yeah. literally, it's it. literally.
1: Maybe somebody yeah. from work, and that's it. Other than and, that, and the
2: assistant is mostly shouting about how she could, how she got the coffee wrong again. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not really. a <laughs> Let me ask you something. Does that <laughs> mist? Did I sprayed it in your face? <laughs> Tastes like light pumpkin spice to you? <laughs> or regular pumpkin spice? <laughs> Take it back!
0: Yeah, it's not really conversation with the assistant. It's more of yeah, a monologue. It's shouting.
2: It's yeah. shouting. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. Uh, hey, make sure to check out the new episode of Unedited. It's out now. Our friend Propaganda joined me this week uh, for a really, really good conversation. Go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, uh, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave it a review and... Give it a rating and it helps more people discover it. Oh, and uh, Relevant Daily, Intersection of Faith and Culture, 10 minutes a day. It's out now. It's growing. It's a lot of fun. Tyler doing a great job with Relevant Daily. Everybody go We're check out. it out wherever you get your podcasts. Relevant Daily. Okay. podcasts
3: oh. we do. Shut yeah. up. Everybody. <laughs> the critics agree. <laughs>
0: that one review said that and it's yeah, yeah, gone yeah. to your head and it was written by your mom. Mm. And Thanks, mom.
3: Per my request. I dictated the whole thing.
0: <laughs> all right. On that note, we'll wrap things up. If I never see y'all uh, again, it was no, nice. Maybe. It was fun. horrible. Pray for... Your gallows
1: humor is the worst.
0: We're just going to be hanging out watching Netflix. It's not that big of a deal. And if power uh-huh. goes out, play board games. It's all right. Yeah. We're we'll gonna be see y'all next
1: Friday if we don't see you Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> looking
0: forward yeah. to it. Yeah. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler String. I'm Jesse Carey. Tyler Huckabee.
1: I'm Annie F. Downs.
0: Hopefully we'll see you next week.
3: fingers
4: crossed
5: (laughs) thank you for listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.
2: No, I was almost done.
5: And scene. Okay. Did I get the part? Relevant Podcast Network.